0: hi everyone welcome back to my podcast real talk with jenny ma i'm your host jenny ma and today we are going to head back to our q a you guys love the q a's so i'm going to keep that going for you we'll talk about some other topics along the way shortly but let me get through some of your questions and hopefully that will get you through your challenges your experiences and your day so let's get started Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me again on Real Talk. You love the Q&As, so let's keep the series going and we'll get right back to your question and answers. Again, I'm leaving names out of this just for confidentiality reasons, but here we go. Let's dive right in. Our first question is, I lied to someone I love. I feel guilty now. How do I fix it? Yeah, that's a great question. The most important thing is that you're taking the time to acknowledge that you've done this and you're being accountable for it. And that's really important. So I commend you for that. It's really brave and courageous. And I commend your effort to want to fix this. Super job. Let me see if I can help. So number one, I'd say, obviously, stop lying. (laughs) Lying is never good for anyone, including you. Number two, if you struggle with telling the truth, let's explore why you do that. Is that a pattern? Is it something new that you've picked up as a result of a certain environment or, or altercation or circumstance? Have you been lied to in the past? And now it's just something that you recognize as quote unquote normal and you do it too. Let's unpack why you do that and your reasons for doing it. Number three, speak to the person you lied to and tell them the truth. Expect nothing in return but be grateful if they respond with kindness. And four, work to build trust. If you have to explain yourself a hundred times to build back the trust, then explain yourself a hundred times. Remember, you caused the damage and you need to fix it. If this person's important to you, you'll put the effort in. And lastly, number five, when trust is restored, Don't break it. Next question. I feel broken. How do I change that? Hmm. That's a pretty intense feeling. Yeah. Can change dramatically the things you do and the choices you make in your life. For sure. First of all, I'd say be kind to yourself. Feel your feelings. Acknowledge your pain. Accept what you can't change and be accountable for what you can change. Then each day, pick up a piece of yourself and put things back together. You will feel different. You may look different. You will think different. And that is what you want. Difference is what you want. That is change. That is progress. That is healing. If everything is the same, then you haven't healed. You're still broken, but that's okay. You can start again. Each day is an opportunity to start again. My daughter and my husband constantly fight, help. Hmm. <laughs> The dynamics of a family yeah this can be tough for sure especially when kids are growing up and pushing boundaries and you know we as parents have this sense of ownership over our kids you know we always say my kids my son my daughter my family but when we get down to the root of it we really have to remind ourselves that we don't hold ownership over people we don't own anybody We're not responsible for the ownership of anybody but ourselves. We have, of course, an obligation and a responsibility and a duty to take care of the ones we love in a parent-child situation, but we don't own them. We have to allow them to be able to express themselves. So what I can say is just, um, you know, move and don't tell them where you live. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But on a serious note, Watch my video on triangulation. It may be helpful for you. You can find it on my Instagram or my TikTok. But as long as there's no concern for safety or emotional trauma between your husband and your daughter, then unfortunately you have to let them work it out between them. You can be a listener and a comforter, but set a boundary for yourself as well so that their drama and their discontentment doesn't consume you. Most likely, these challenging times will pass, but if they don't, you may want to explore some family counseling or mediation so you can all coexist in a loving and respectful way. Whatever you do, stay strong. It'll get better. I promise. I struggle with depression and anorexia. I feel lost. Oh, my dear, I'm so sorry you're struggling with that right now it cannot be an easy way to live like this i've helped a lot of people who've had similar struggles and if you think you want to book a session with me at some point um, i'm more than willing to to help you out cognitive behavioral therapy is a great adjunct to mindful based stress reduction and yoga is a great place to start as well to get rid of some of that anxiety and depression If you wanna reach out to me or someone in your area, please feel free free to do so. This is a deeper conversation uh, and a deeper, a broader um, topic that if you would like, I can discuss in another podcast, but it's so multifaceted and the reasons behind anorexia are are plentiful and i don't think i could do it justice by trying to answer this question in a few seconds so i will discuss this topic in a later podcast at more uh, depth and detail i constantly feel judged by my friends hmm yeah that's tough i don't know the parameters of the moments where you feel judged by your friends but I would first ask yourself why you feel judged by them is it because you're experiencing some insecurities or is it because your friends are just jerks (laughs) that's a possibility (laughs) if the reality is your own struggles and you're highly sensitive to things and you're insecure about certain things then maybe take a break from your friends and and work on yourself work on nourishing yourself, be mindful of the things that are important to you and and do kind things for yourself. Build up your self-confidence. Figure out why it bothers you and how you can navigate ways around that. If your friends are just jerks, well, I mean, I know it sucks, but the answer is get new friends. Nobody's got time for that. True friends will support you and have your back always. see any more questions here i'm just going through the questions that i've asked in the instagram i hope this is helpful for you i want to find out the gender of my baby but my husband doesn't the convo is annoying (laughs) please help well listen someone's living inside you i'd want to know too (laughs) that's just me (laughs) so i hear you I would suggest having a discussion about your desire to know and respecting your husband's desire to be surprised. This is such a wonderful time and it's important that you both enjoy it. So maybe that looks like you find out and he chooses not to. But if you're going to go this route, be mindful and respectful of his choice. And that means not hinting at anything, or making any jokes, or side comments, or even buying things that would prematurely reveal the gender of the baby. Either way, I can tell you, it's either going to be a boy or a girl. (laughs) Congratulations. I need to lose weight, but I struggle with staying motivated. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah, this is a this is a a very common question and something I think we all struggle with, if not right now, at some point in our lives, for sure. I mean, I hear you. I struggle with consistency of working out sometimes too myself. It's not always easy. You have to make a commitment, commitment to yourself. So try to find something that you really enjoy. Not all workouts have to be torturous or hours long. I love to go walking. I love hikes and yoga. You also want to implement water into your diet. I know it seems like such a simple thing, but adding water to your diet makes a huge difference. So drinking two to three gallons of water a day is a great way to stay hydrated and flush any excess fat and hormones and toxins out of your system. And if portion control is a concern, what I like to do is set aside one third of my plate Because, you know, we often eat with our eyes first and we think we're really hungry and more hungry than we actually are. And then that leads to overeating. So I like to set aside one third of what's on my plate and then store that in the fridge for later. The chances are I'm probably eating way past my point of feeling full. So reserving that one third of my plate just cuts down on my portion size. I'm still satisfied. And then I have leftovers or a snack for later on in the day. I hope that helps. I don't have a lot of friends, is that normal? Yeah, of course. Who said you have to have a lot of friends to be normal? If the friends you have are good to you, then sure, that's normal. It's not about the quantity of the friends you have. It's about the quality of your friendships. I'd rather have one or two really great friends that I can connect with and count on and support and have support me. Then fight the game of popularity and have 100 people who really don't know me at all. Normal to you is what's normal to you. So remember, it's not about the quantity of friends, but the quality. I hate everything, help. Oh my goodness, everything? Even chocolate and fuzzy PJs? Really? That's challenging. Gosh. Well, what I would do is I would look at the three main things that you hate the most and figure out why you hate them. What is it about those things that you hate? Are these things that you do or things that other people do? Why do you hate them so much? What would it mean for you in your life if those things were non-existent? What would it mean for you? If you didn't hate those things, what would be the changing factor to turn that hate into acceptance? Start with three things, reverse engineer it, work backwards, let me know how it goes. Here's a relationship question. If I stay, I'm a bad person. If I leave, I'm a bad person. Help, yeah that's a tough situation. Of the two crappy choices, which one is less crappy for you? Now, I say that because I know, right now, it probably feels like you don't have a choice. Right? You feel stuck, you feel tied down, pinned, like you can't make a move. You know, if you go left, it's not great. If you go right, it's not great either that can feel immobilizing. But I want to encourage you that in the midst of feeling like you don't have the choice. The power is in making a choice to start with. It may not be a choice you like, but you always have a choice. So if both situations and both choices are crappy, pick the less crappy one. Do that and take it one day at a time. My boyfriend doesn't believe in my dreams or support me. How can I make him see my vision? The key piece to that is that you said dreams, not hobbies or pastimes. These are your dreams. These are your goals. Your dreams are a part of you, of who you are. And if you don't at least try to accomplish them, you will live a life of regret. And a life of regret because of someone else? Oh, man, it's nothing worse than that. So here's some real talk for you. Your boyfriend doesn't have to understand your dreams. He doesn't even have to like them. But if he doesn't support you in your efforts to go after them, he doesn't deserve your love or respect. Live your dreams. Get a new boyfriend. I hate my school. What should I do? Um, hmm, Change schools. <laughs> I've been to private school, public school, college, university, did some courses at Harvard. I've attended online universities. Trust me, it doesn't matter where you go. (laughs) I've got a lot of education behind me and they're from all different avenues. What matters is that you, you do what makes you happy and what you do with the information you learned. So just stay focused, change schools, explore a new avenue, a new adventure, a new program, a new environment, a new learning environment with new people and new teachers. You never know where that could take you. You never know what you can find. It may be really great. I don't get along with my siblings. I try, but they always make me feel like an outsider. Yeah. This is a common common question that I get and it happens in families more often than you think. And Usually, the outsider is the one who's always telling the truth, always going after their dreams and goals, exposing the lies, and it's the outcryer. usually. The black sheep of the family is, also tends to be the one where people put all their blame. It, you tend to be the dumping ground for what's wrong in other people's lives, and it's not right, and I'm, I'm sorry you're going through that. It sounds like you have, a close, you have a close relationship with them and it would be meaningful for you to make this relationship work. It's hard to accept this treatment from others, especially when it's family and in a family setting. But the thing you have to ask yourself though is, what's the cost? What's the cost to you? Forget about the fact that they're family or you know them, you're related, there's blood ties. Forget about that for a second. What's the cost to you? Are you sacrificing your own happiness, trying to cave to who they think you should be? If they can't accept you as you are, then you may need to create some new boundaries, as difficult as that may seem. And if your friends treated you this way, would you continue to be friends with them? Probably not. Love yourself enough to know. You don't need their approval. They will either come around or they won't, but at least you'll be happy and living life on your terms. Stay strong. Let's see if there's any more questions here in this section. My friend is flirty with my girlfriend. It makes everyone uneasy. What do I do? I don't wanna come off as jealous. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Man, friends flirting with your girlfriend, not nice at all, not appropriate. But. Expecting your friends to treat your partner with respect and behave appropriately is not being unreasonable. Asking them to abide by that isn't a jealous reaction. You have a duty to protect your partner and see that nothing interferes with your relationship. Your partner has the same duty in return. I would make it very clear to your friend that his behavior is unwanted and let him know that it makes people uncomfortable maybe he doesn't know maybe he thinks he's being funny and sometimes that does happen sometimes people aren't aware of their behavior and the actions they have so let them know how how it feels give him a chance to correct the behavior on the proviso though that if it happens again he will no longer be welcomed around you guys as a couple you set the boundary you set the standard always protect your relationship Probably one of the most important questions I've ever received in my life. I wanna be a mermaid. <laughs> I love your questions, guys. <laughs> my answer, then be a mermaid. Don't let the tail stop you. <laughs> I hate my life. Oh, I'm really sorry to know that you feel that way. That really sucks to have those feelings. I imagine it must feel like everything is terrible. But what are the three things you hate the most about your life right now? Are these things within your control to change even a little bit? What would be one or two things that need to happen to make a difference for you right now? If you had a magical power and could make every bad thing disappear right now, What are the five things you would be grateful for? What makes you smile? Try looking at things from that perspective. Write them down if you need to. Journal it. Look at it on paper instead of thinking about it in your head. See if it makes a difference. But I will tell you that it will get better. I promise. How do you heal a broken heart? Hmm. That's a hard one. The truth is, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're left with the cracks and the scars as reminders and lessons learned. But it makes your heart no less valuable than it was before. You are worthy and deserving of love again. Don't let one bad experience be a lifetime of limits. My kids are, mm, I won't read that word, (laughs) not nice. (laughs) Is it okay not to like them? (laughs) Wow, were they born that way? (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm not sure of the age, but what I'm guessing is that they're somewhere in their teen years right now and still living at home. (laughs) Listen, I don't mean to make light of the situation. I'm sure it's very frustrating. But... We aren't always gonna like what our kids say and do. They aren't always gonna like you as parents. They're growing and learning and changing and most definitely challenging. It's helpful in those moments to remember that there are people like you and me trying to push boundaries and figure things out. Love and communication is the best way through any struggle. Some hard truth here is that Kids are sometimes a reflection of us and our behavior. It's not always easy to see ourselves in someone we love. So try exploring how you react and respond to them. As the parent, you've got to set the example and take the high road, even when it sucks. Maybe try asking them how you can help them to help you. Teamwork is a great motivator where do we go when we die i love this question as a christian i believe in heaven however i think where we end up is based on what you believe and what you think will be the place that matters to you most and and that will be the, that will be different for each unique individual in general though I, I'd like to believe that it's a place far kinder and more serene than the place we exist in now, but that's just my personal opinion. How do I repair a relationship with my father? I feel like I'm the only one trying. Yeah, that could be difficult. It could feel exhausting. First thing I'd ask is how important is it to you in your life to have a relationship with your dad? If it's not any adding any value to your life and you're making an effort out of obligation, then you'll have to decide if this is a healthy relationship that brings you any personal peace. There's a misconception that we should try harder because a person is family. But that's not really true. If it's an unhealthy relationship, it is okay to maintain distance and to protect your mental health. On the other hand if it is important to you i would begin by telling your dad how much it would mean if you could work on having a better relationship i would express that if he's open to this you're willing to put in the effort but you also require effort from him as well so maybe you decide to get together once a month and alternate each month who makes the plans for that meetup this will leave the opportunity open for him to participate And also take the burden off of you feeling like you have to be the one who makes all the connections and that it's one sided. I hope that helps. I dislike my in laws. How do I handle events and celebrations? (laughs) Really simply put, if they haven't done anything terribly wrong, abusive, inappropriate or manipulative towards you or your spouse. And your spouse has a great relationship with them then you have to find a way to swallow your pride and your dislikes and make the effort. You just do, if for no other reason than to support your spouse. If there are annoyances that have caused rifts or you need to speak with them you know directly, then do so. You should tell your spouse how you feel and have your spouse support you emotionally, but don't use your spouse as a go-between communicator. Speak with them directly. Again, it's a great opportunity to revisit my video on triangulation. You can find that in my Instagram or my TikTok. If there has been a situation of abuse or inappropriate behavior, that is enough to warrant your distance from them and your spouse needs to support you and respect that in your circumstance. Every time I try to talk to my husband, he cuts me off and walks away. How can I communicate? Have you tried a megaphone because you can be heard from pretty much any distance with those things i'm joking but to be honest it sounds like one of two things he either has no respect for you sorry for the real talk here but it is what it is or this is just the pattern that he's developed for dealing with conflict if he loves and respects you patterns can be changed if he doesn't you will have some changes to make, and they may no longer include him. Some people find it hard to deal face to face with feelings and conflict. So I would suggest writing him a note, telling him how it makes you feel when he acts this way. Let him know how much it would you would appreciate having his attention and his help in solving the problems that you both face. You'll have a better idea of what to do next based on his reaction or response to your letter. this is a heavy question. I want to get an abortion, but my parents don't want me to. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm going to take a minute to answer this. Thank you for asking this question. It's really brave of you. I really appreciate you. And this can't be an easy decision. I'm sorry to know that you don't feel supported right now. I don't know the circumstances of your situation or if this pregnancy was a result of a negative experience or it's just unplanned, but my short response is, it's your body, it's your life, it's your decision. If you wanna have an abortion, then have an abortion. If your parents can't respect your decision, find a trusted friend or family member to support you through this time, or even stay with until you can get on your feet again. It sounds from this question, I don't know, but you may not have a partner who's engaged or present right now. But if you do, I would also discuss the situation with him. But know that it's ultimately your decision. If you haven't already done so, I would recommend you speak with your doctor or OBGYN and know all of the options that are available to you. Consider them, take some time to consider them. Please know that whatever decision you make, you are a woman of value and deserving of love and respect. Tough situations don't make you a bad person. If you're aligned with your faith, don't let religion or the opinions of others dissuade you from your personal relationship with God. He loves you and values you no matter what you decide. And beyond that, I would highly recommend you seek out some therapeutic support whether that's connecting with me or someone in your area, you'll need to process all of these emotions you're feeling currently and post-procedure if that's the route you choose to to go with. Even if you think you haven't developed an emotional attachment to the pregnancy right now, these feelings may surface at a later time for you. Lastly, remember to put yourself first and practice self-care. Everything will be okay, I promise. I have constant cravings for cheese. What does that mean? Ah, a nutrition question. (laughs) Dairy is seldom a cry for calcium. You can obtain more calcium from one tablespoon of sesame seeds or kale or almonds than you can in a serving of animal dairy products. So dairy also contributes to mucus buildup, congestion, asthma, allergies, GI issues, and decreased immune function. Craving for dairy, specifically cheese, is an emotional craving. It arises from the feeling of trauma-based, preparing for the worst. It's a false antidepressant, and that's the effect that it has in the brain and processed cheese in particular targets the pleasure centers and dopamine receptors, much like the effects of MDMA or ecstasy. This is why dairy and cheese tend to be particularly addictive in nature and often the hardest to cut out when making dietary changes cutting out cheese is much easier today with tons of alternative vegan options and they're just as satisfying also it's good to practice deep breathing meditation exercise to manage emotional stress rather than reaching for a random cheese slice (laughs) that will leave you with a flat affect and even more depressed hours after consuming it. Hope that helps. Well, these are the questions that I have for today. I hope they've been really helpful for you and I hope you find some solace in them. Until next time, have a great day. This has been Real Talk, take care.